Hey, what's happening, guys? Grace and peace to all of you today, and uh, a happy new year to you. Uh, 2022, crazy. Time's flying. Time is flying, amen. I hope you had a good uh, good holiday, good Christmas holiday, and uh, excited to transition into this new year, right? And... Uh, and press into the Lord and all that He has, you know, for me, for my family, you know, I just want to keep pressing in deeper and deeper, you know, to the Lord and and being more sensitive and obedient um, to His Word. I want to hear His voice more, you know, there's, there's just many, many things. I just want to go deeper and deeper with the Lord this year, amen? So, you know, I come up with these little taglines, I guess you can call them, little rhymes. So so my, my 2022 is uh, let us remove our selfish views in 2022. Let us remove our selfish views in 2022. You know, I had, I had a brother, you know, just encourage us the other day and he was just, you know, try to take the, the word I out of your conversation when you're speaking or, or pay attention to it, you know, um, and again, it's it's not always a prideful thing, right? I mean, if you're telling a story about yourself, of course, you're going to say I, but, you know, when, and right after he said it, I was, I was speaking and, and then boom, I, I just said I this and I that and I think this and I think that and I want this and I want that. And, and the conversation was all about me, you know, and it was, uh, it was eye opening, you know. So praise God for brothers, you know, when they when they poke you, right? And um, iron sharpens iron. So, you know, and something else too was uh, I heard this somewhere, but it's it's actually our desires, our desires, right? Our our selfish desires uh, create conflicts. You know, the root of all conflicts are, are rooted in selfishness and pride and you know, our our need or our desire to want to be right, to want to be heard, to want to be, you know, to get our point across, you know, I mean, just, you know, especially in marriage, I was, I was sharing with my children that, you know, most of the arguments that Tamara and I had were based on, you know, pride and selfishness and us wanting to be right or, or whatever. And, you know, it's a both and thing, man. We need to, we need to love our, our spouses. We need to be respectful of other people. You know, we need to be able to have conversations, but, uh, when you're really getting upset, if you look at the root of it, at least for me, you know, it was, it was this, you know, jacked up desire to want to be right. And, uh, and it creates conflict. So may we rid ourselves of our selfish views in 2022. Amen. All right, so today's message, that was a nice long intro, but today's message is called Now What? Now What, right? So we're into 2022, and we just uh, went through the Christmas season, and Jesus is the reason for the season, and a couple of the last messages were the, the God who offers new birth, right? Or new birth, or his birth gives us new birth. You know, the fact that Jesus came into this world allowed us uh, the opportunity to be born again into the kingdom of God, to be adopted as sons and daughters of the Most High King, when we choose to believe and to receive Jesus as our Savior, you know, we become His follower, 
and, and we live a passionate life for Jesus, not a passive life. You know, Jesus isn't looking for passive followers that are Sunday Christian, weekday devils. You guys have heard us talk about that. That was last week. I think, whom do you follow in the, in the reality that you, you choose Jesus or the alternative, which the alternative is Satan. You know, he's the ruler of this world. And I know that hurts to hear, but, you know, it's a reality. You know, it's one or the other. There is no in-between, there is no unknown, there is no, he's the real deal, and there you go. So, you know, we need to be ready, our lamps need to be full. And uh, so coming out of that, right, so Jesus has come, he's the light of the world, right? The light of the world is here, right? He lives in us. So now we're the light in a very dark world, you know, that right now these days is showing its true colors, right, of oppression, fear captivity, you know, lies, deceit, but we know better, right? We know better, you know, so the light of the world has come, right? The light of the world died for us in our sins. The light of the world rose from the grave, right? His name's Jesus Christ, and he's ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of his father, and he sent his Holy Spirit to live in us that we would be a light in a dark world, right? So I want to read to you John 1. It said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did choose to receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Man. I mean, so this is just a reminder of what we just went through in Christmas and the light of the world, right? Jesus Christ coming into this world. He became flesh. He became like us. Made his dwelling among us, you know, to those that were here at that time, you know, got to see his glory, you know, and and we get to live in his glory now through the Holy Spirit, and live for the greater glory, for open heavens where we walk like Jesus did and we act like Jesus did and we do the things that Jesus did, you know? This is a reality for us as Christians and we're to be very passionate about it. Not passive, but passionate. You know, so last week, again, just another reminder, we talked about the God of new birth and whom do we follow. And we're now at this transition point, right? You know, again, like I said, where the light of the world is here, that, you know, and now the light of the world lives in us, now what? You know, again, we're to walk like Jesus walked and do 
what Jesus did in what we call an open heaven, you know, portals uh, directly to heaven, uh, to the kingdom of God that lives here now on earth. We have a taste of that because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And and as we reflect his glory and his attributes, you know, we know how to navigate this life. And the Bible is the rule book or the instruction manual on how to live the greatest life here on earth until we ascend to heaven, you know. And we need to be obedient to it because it's God's best will for our life. And, and it's just, uh, it's an amazing life and it just keeps getting better and better. So I want to talk to you about, you know, some warnings from our past. This is in 1 Corinthians 10. And I want to show you the comparisons between what Moses went through and then Paul describes it again um, in Corinthians. And it's, it's uh, comparable to the age that we live in now. Um, so again, Moses was a type of a faithful man. All right. Moses was a type of a faithful man, just like Paul is a faithful man. And to those of us that live and walk a passionate life, you know, we're faithful men and women for Christ. So Moses was a type of faithful man in what seemed to be the end of the age, right? For them at that time. And Pharaoh at that time, you could say was Satan. He was out to destroy, kill, steal, and destroy the world. Those who didn't follow him. And then there were Christians, you know, or the Israelites back in the day, right? Um, And in that time, God fed Israel, right, with manna. And, uh, you know, so the Lord protected them back in that time. And it's, it's a historic view of our current age and our current circumstances. You know, Jesus came to deliver us at the time uh, he delivered them you know, from Pharaoh at that point. Uh, We're going to read about in Corinthians about Rome, how they were delivered from Rome. Is they were, you know, Pharaoh and Rome and and even even our government today. And uh, a lot of people in the world today fear God and Christianity and Christianity because they don't understand it and they respond with evil, right? So now we're the light to this world and uh, this world that we're living in, in the end of the age, and we're here to deliver the world as ambassadors of Christ. You know, we need to be proclaiming the gospel um, and being real about it. You know, God is a God of love and mercy, but God is a good judge as well. You know, and Deuteronomy talks about, you know, blessings for obedience and curses for disobedience, and that's just the reality. You know, that's what makes us human is our ability to choose. God gave us a choice. He gives us all a choice. Um, So 1 Corinthians uh, 10. So for I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea and they were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food. They, they drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now, these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did, to not be idolaters, Right? as some of them were, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and they got up to indulge in every revelry. We should not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 of them died. 
We should not test Christ as some of them did, and they were killed by snakes. And do not grumble as some of them did, and they were killed by the destroying angel. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the culmination of the ages has come. So if you think you're standing firm, you better be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So we must be aware of the signs of the ends of the age, and we must be ready and willing, right, to sacrifice everything for the kingdom of God. God has set us apart, and, you know, he set apart and marked people for his kingdom to see it, to spread it, right? And this goes back to, you know, his birth and him coming into the world. Uh, if you continue reading on those the, the gospel stories, there's a man named Simeon uh, who prayed, um, and the Lord told him that he would not die without seeing the Messiah. And Simeon was able to see Jesus as an infant, you know, before he moved on. And Anna, who prayed, you know, in the uh, in the synagogues, in the tabernacle for, for decades, right? And, and our prayers activate angels, you know, and those prayers activate uh, many things that help to protect Christ when he was here. You know, so God's raising up more Simeons. He's raising up more Annas, right? And then John the Baptist himself, man, who was the, the, the testifying of the light, you know, even to his death, he knew when he was going into Rome that that was the end of the road, that he would be arrested and killed, but he did it for Jesus Christ, you know? So there's just some amazing um, similarities um, when you look back uh, the sons of Issachar, right, in First Chronicles, they joined with David. They were known as men who knew the signs of the times and exactly what to do. This was back in the time of King David. And their names were Puva, Shimron, Job, and Tola. And, you know, just briefly, Puva was the name of the midwife who saved babies when King Herod was killing the babies when he was trying to kill Jesus, Right. So there's just these, these similarities. Shimron was a watchman. Job was one who mourned uh, for the earth, right? And Tola is a representation of humility. You know, all signs of the way we're supposed to be is we're ready and passionate and, you know, preparing ourselves and, you know, trying to prepare the world and everybody in it to receive Christ, that they would all be in heaven together. And I want to move on to uh, Revelation here where God gets our attention and he gives us uh, opportunity here to pray, to respond, to commune with him um, during these times. So this is in Revelation 3.14 to the church in Laodicea. So uh, 3.14, so to the church in Laodicea write, these are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and I do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire so you can become rich 
and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so that you can see. To (laughs) those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit has said to the churches. You know, so in this passage here, I mean, the Lord gives us, you know, opportunity uh, opportunity to pray, an opportunity to respond to him, right? To, to, to not be hot or cold, but, you know, to be hot, right? Otherwise, we're lukewarm. We're being passive. And God, again, doesn't want passive followers. He wants passionate followers. And he, and he offers to commune with us, right? When he stands at the door and knocks, if we open the door, he says he will come in and eat with us. And give us the right to sit on his throne. You know, so God uses anyone and everyone for his purposes. And his word will never return void. That's Isaiah 55, 11. You know, so again, Simeon had great faith. He prayed for many years for the Messiah and, he's, and he was able to see him. Anna prayed every day for decades for the coming Messiah and she was rewarded as well. And her prayers fought battles and activated angels to protect the Messiah, to use people to protect him. John the baptizer was filled with the spirit of Elijah. His mom became pregnant in her barrenness. Amen. In our barrenness, he comes. In our emptiness, he comes. When we empty ourselves of our selfish desires, he comes and fills us up. You know, and Joseph of Arimathea, so he was in the Sanhedrin, yet he was a secret follower of Jesus. You could read that in Mark 15. And Nicodemus also of the Sanhedrin. These two men accompanied uh, Jesus's body to his grave. He, he was actually buried in the grave of Joseph of Arimathea. And it was prophesied in Isaiah 53, it said Jesus would be buried in Joseph's own tomb. So, you know, God can use anyone and everyone for his purposes. You know, so Again, that, that when he came, when Jesus came, it was a transition period. You know, there was a buildup of him coming, and then he came. And, you know, again, immediately, man, God started activating the, you know, the wise men, and they knew not to tell King Herod where Jesus was. And then, you know, Jesus, <laughs> all the gifts that they brought, and, and Joseph and Mary were able to escape with Jesus to another town to be safe. And, you know, I mean, man, God's hand is just on everything. Right, so there was this 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 transition happening at that point in time, you know. And again, I want to encourage you guys to watch the Chosen, man. Download the Chosen app, watch the Chosen. It just depicts it's it's based on the Bible, and you get to see the characters of the Bible that we read about, and it's it really really just takes you there, you know. Um, it really takes you there. You know, you can do that when you read the word, just try to put yourself back in that time frame and, you know, the sights and the smells and and the things that were going on and the brutality of the Roman Empire and what, you know, they had to go through. And, you know, you can put yourself there. The Chosen is a great way to, to actually see it. 
and become a part of it. And it really takes your faith uh, deeper. At least it's it's been amazing for me. I've really been enjoying it. And especially Jesus. Oh, geez. I love Jesus so much. So this year, man, it's, you know, the light of the world lives in you. So now what? You know, what are you going to do with that this year? So for me, again, I want to strive to be sensitive and obedient to God's voice and God's word. So being sensitive, you know, this thing of emptying myself of myself, and, and that's John 3, you know, 3.30, I believe, you know, that he must increase, I must decrease, you know, making that a reality in my life, living my life through Christ, you know, viewing the world the way he views it, viewing people the way he views them, you know, trying to keep my tongue, trying to keep my temper, trying to really be like Jesus, you know, and the chosen's really helped me in that and seeing how Jesus had to handle these different personalities. And, you know, it's it's just wonderful. So that's something that I'm striving to be more sensitive and being obedient, you know, I mean, obedience is, is, is key to our relationship, man. It's not about just going to church on Sunday, and it, it's being obedient to his word, reading his word, meditating on it, and then applying it, you know, and not just on Sundays, but everywhere, you know, um, all the time. You know, also we're, we are to align with God's end time plans, right? The prayers of Noah, the great shaking that will lead to his return. God will shake all things and sons and daughters of righteousness will will be revealed. You know, we got to remember that the heroes of our faith, you know, when Noah started building that ark, you know, God chose Noah, man. I mean, he wiped out all of humanity at that point in time. And Noah was telling everybody, hey, you know, a great flood is coming. Nobody believed him. And you know, you guys know the story. And just like the story of Christmas, you know, and when we we picture this beautiful little manger scene and, you know, like it's all fresh and, you know, and it was glorious. Our king came into the world, but just the depiction, (laughs) we went and saw the chosen Christmas and they showed two teenagers and Joseph and Mary riding on a donkey across the desert and then them being in a stable and the savior of the world was born in a stable by a teenage boy. It's incredible, you know? So, you know, Noah, same thing, man. When we put ourselves in that, you know, he was he was letting everybody know, man, and nobody wanted to believe and nobody wanted to believe and nobody wanted to believe and the world was wiped out. And then God made a covenant with Noah that I'll never do that again. That's the representation of the rainbow. When we see a rainbow, you know, it's God's reminder to not wipe out the earth again, right? Which is why he sent his son Jesus to take on, you know, all of our sin so that we would have an opportunity to to be with him, you know, to choose to believe and receive him. So we need to align with God's end time plans, And, you know, again, there is going to be a great shaking that will lead to God's return. We need to be ready for that. He will shake all things and he will raise up sons and daughters of righteousness. So, you know, that could be you. That could be me. I believe it is you. I believe it is me. You know, and we're called to advance his kingdom. 
until his return. So, yeah, when we empty ourselves of ourselves, he can do all things through us, right, in our barrenness. So let us remove our selfish views in 2022 and remember that our our selfish desires create conflict. So let us try to rid ourselves of that. Let us try to remove I, you know, out of conversations, remove I out of emails and texts. Try it. Put other people in what they have to say and their feelings above yours. Let us devote ourselves to humility. We're always remembering that we are what we are by the grace of God, never by our own doing. You know, God has blessed us. We're only here by the grace of God. You heard me share that weeks ago. His grace, when he, when he died on the cross and all of his blood came out of his body, I believe that blood covered the entire earth. And it's a representation of his grace. And everybody was included in that grace. And if he didn't have grace, we would not be here at all. And he created us and he knit us together and he gave us our talents and attributes. And, you know, yes, we got them from our parents because he gave our parents their talents and attributes, you know. So we learn from these things and we apply them, always giving him glory, always for the advancement of his kingdom. And when we live this life, again, it's a both and life. You know, when you go all out for Jesus, he goes all out for you. You know, so as we spend our life pursuing Christ and sharing him with the world around us out here in North Carolina now, we live a pretty good life, man. You know, and I'm not talking like a worldly, oh, you know, like I'm rich or nothing like that, man. We're just, we have this great peace in our life. We're not afraid. There's no fear, worry. All these things are in God's hands. We're able to get out and enjoy life and have a meal together and have meals with friends and surround yourself with like-minded believers. Go out and share the gospel, make new friends. I mean, it's just a wonderful life. And filled with trials and filled with tribulations and filled with tragedies. And in the midst of all that, we live a peaceful, joyous, prosperous, enjoyable life very short life here on earth, and then we get to live in heaven forever. So I ask you, now what? Now what are you going to do with this information, with this truth? For God is the only way, the only truth, and the only life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. So I pray that you all would believe and receive in Jesus Christ. Invite him into your heart again. Even now, you know, you can repeat this prayer. Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Please come into my heart once again and be my Lord and Savior. Direct my path, Lord. Connect me with like-minded people that love you, Lord, that'll disciple me, that'll mentor me and help me to go deeper and get my roots deep with you so that I could have this peace and joy you know, in the midst of everything that goes on in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy New Year, you guys. God bless you.